welcome to another episode of Here's What Jim Thinks. Tonight, I want to tell you what I think about KISS. The band KISS. I have been fascinated with those guys for a long, long time. This goes back to when I was a little kid. I lived on Park Avenue in Danbury, Connecticut. And we had a little record player that my mother and father bought us for Christmas. We didn't have a lot of records at the time. I remember we had one Star Wars record that was from the first movie, and it was just like the audio from the whole entire movie on a record. And I think there was two records in it. And they bought my brother Joe a Bee Gees album, which is hilarious. <laughs> and they bought us, uh, at the time when they first came out, it was the time when Unmasked and Dynasty came out for Kiss. And they bought us those two on record. I don't know what happened to them. I don't have them. But uh, I remember listening to those two records and... I just was fascinated by Kiss. And there was a guy when we were younger that would babysit us on Saturdays. He would come over and get me and my two brothers and we would hang out with him for the day while my mother worked. I don't remember what kind of car it was, but he had this really cool car that was a convertible. And even in the fall, he would come over and get us and he'd put that top down. And he had an 8-track player in his car, which is unbelievable. It tells you how old that car was. I know most of you kids nowadays don't know what the hell I'm talking about with an 8-track player. But that was even before regular cassettes, even before my time. I think the 8-track was just going away when I first started listening to music. Um, I actually had... Hotter Than July by Stevie Wonder on 8-Track. And my mother had an 8-Track player in the house. We used to listen to it. (laughs) But he had one 8-Track for his car. And it was Kiss's third album, Dressed to Kill. And I remember seeing that cover where they were all wearing suits. And I loved it. And I thought that was an amazing album. Listening to it in his car with the top down. And... There was one time when we would have religious ed on a weeknight during the week. And the woman's house was over near Rogers Park Junior High School where we lived near us. And my mother would drop us off at this lady's house for an hour, I guess, for religious ed. And apparently her son was into Kiss as well. Now, here we are going to a Catholic religious ed at a woman's house, so she's obviously Catholic. Her family was. (laughs) She leaves to go to the bathroom one day while we're in class. And all of a sudden, her son pulls out, I think it was a live two and a Gene Simmons doll 
from under the table because we all sat around her dining room table. <laughs> I still laugh at it to this day because she's in the bathroom and he's whipping out all these kiss stuff. And I'm like, really? <laughs> it was awesome, though. But I've just been completely fascinated by this band for the longest time. Um, and I've started getting really into them lately. Um, I have this poster that I bought from Wish.com, and it was only about six bucks. But I had it professionally framed, and it came out really cool. It's got the KISS logo in the middle, and it's got all the members that were ever in KISS. And there was actually ten different guys. And it has across the top, it has all four original members. From left to right, it's Ace Freely, Paul Stanley, Gene Simmons, and Peter Chris. And then on either side of the KISS logo, on the left and the right, Air Cars on the left... Vinnie Vincent's on the right and they got their makeup on which was different than the original guys and then across the bottom they have Tommy Thayer, Mark St. John, Bruce Kulick and Eric Singer and Tommy Thayer and Eric Singer are in their Ace Frehley and Peter Chris makeup and Mark St. John and Bruce Kulick never had makeup so they're just pictures of, the, of what they normally look like and the guy made the frame out of wood. And it's really cool because across the top, the wood's purple. Because the background behind Paul Stanley is purple. And Gene Simmons is red background. And the bottom piece of wood is red. And I did that because Gene and Paul are like, they run KISS. Paul's really the behind-the-scenes guy on top, and then Gene's on the bottom, so because he plays bass, he plays the quote-unquote bottom end, so that's where he, that's why he's on the bottom, so, and the other, all the other members are in between them, so I got the purple on top and the red on the bottom, and then on the left, because Ace Frehley's on the left, he's got a blue background, that piece of wood is blue, and then Peter Chris is on the right, that piece of wood is green because he's got a green background. Cost me 200 bucks to do it. And the poster that's in there is not even worth 10 bucks. I don't think I paid for it. But still, it was worth every penny. It was a crazy purchase. I get it. Most people would say I'm a horse's ass for doing it. And I would tell them to fuck off because it's my money and I'm going to do what I want with it. And it came out so badass and I got it hanging on the wall in my room and I love it it's really really cool and um, I have some t-shirts that I bought from Wish which is a problem because everything from Wish is from China so if you buy clothing from Wish you better buy it three times size of what you normally wear in order for it to fit you properly I'm a big guy normally and I weigh 300 pounds that doesn't help but I bought 
all the t-shirts I have from them 5 extra large, 5XL, and they're tight as hell on me. So I don't know if I'm just too fat or the shirts are made very small. And I don't dry them. I wash them in cold water and I just hang them up on a hanger when I'm done so they don't shrink. And they're still too small. So I got to fix that one day and lose some weight. But anyway, I have all four of the solo albums. They have t-shirts with the picture from the solo albums on them. I have all those in 4X and then I have the Gene Simmons one a second time in a 5X. And that's the one I have a picture of my dad playing air guitar wearing his Gene Simmons shirt and I put it on that KISS website on Facebook and everybody was loving him up. Oh, it was amazing. My dad was awesome. I missed that dude so much. But he, he got in on my KISS fascination, which was amazing. And uh, I only got to see KISS in concert one time, and it was during the Lick It Up tour, I believe, and they didn't have their makeup on. So that was disappointing. I would have loved to have gone to see them live early back in the 70s or 80s, you know, and, um, I don't know, they just, the 80s, after Peter Chris and, uh, Ace Frehley left, there was just something about them that, I don't know, Lick It Up was a great album, without Ace Frehley and Peter Chris, Eric Carr was a great drummer, and it's funny how the band I like has a guy named Eric Carr, C-A-R-R, and my favorite football team has a guy named Derek Carr, C-A-R-R. <laughs> kind of funny little coincidence there. But Lick It Up was a great album, and I really liked Animalize too. I don't think Animalize was as good as Lick It Up, but it was still good. Um, that was the only album that Mark St. John played on, and after that album, when he went to go on tour... He got some weird, rare form of arthritis, and his arms and his hands blew up like balloons, and he couldn't play guitar anymore, and then he wound up dying from it. Um, that's the other tragic thing about Kiss. Mark St. John and Eric Carr, two of the ten guys that were in the band, both passed away. Eric Carr, 41 years old, from a brain tumor. So sad. He was such a cool dude. Everybody loved him. And he loved everybody. He was a really, really good guy. I don't know much about Mark St. John and his history, but I get the feeling that the guys in Kiss really didn't like him too much. But it was sad when he died. Um, but I think their best albums have this certain sound to it that they created. Uh, the first one, Kiss. Then their second album, Hotter Than Hell. Their third album, uh, Dress to Kill. Then I have to skip and not include Destroyer, their fourth album, because I did add a completely different sound. So the first three, then Love Gun, Rock and Roll Over, those all have that distinct, classic Kiss lineup sound. And all those albums, every song on them, are amazing. I listen to them all the time now. Um, 
Destroyer's a good album. It's a really good album. It's got great songs on there, but I just... It's got too different of a sound for them. Um, um, I like it, but I don't listen to it as often as the other ones. Um, Live, that was what put them on the map. Until they put that out, they weren't doing well. And as soon as Alive came out, they just exploded on the scene. Everybody finally got what Kiss was about. And, oh, wow, these guys are great. And they started paying attention to them. Live 2 is great. Double Platinum is great. And like I said, a lot of people didn't like Unmasked and Dynasty because they thought it was disco, which I don't agree with that statement at all. They sounded alike, both of those albums. It was different than the first ones, obviously, but they still had a lot of good songs on them, and I like those albums both, because that was the first two that I ever heard, and I wore the grooves off those records when I was playing them as a kid. And, um, trying to think after uh, those came out I think that's when they made Music from the Elder which was a really really weird weird uh, concept album for them that they did and I don't know who wrote the songs but they were just I don't know just not a good album <laughs> it's probably what their worst one that they have it's one that you want to like and you try to like it but you just, you can't get into it. I mean, there's a couple of songs on there that are okay that I like. Um, World Without Heroes and, and is good. Um, and of course, anything that Gene Simmons sings, I love it because he's an amazing character in there. But that album was just not that good. Um, I do love, I love... Uh, Creatures of the Night, that was a great album. I love the sound on that album. A lot of great songs on there. Some good songwriting on there. Um, I love that album cover. My two favorite album covers by Kiss are Rock and Roll Over and Creatures of the Night. Great album covers. Um, And then when they did the makeup removal, I remember watching that that night when it happened. Back in the early 80s, we were watching MTV, me and my two brothers, and we watched the unmasking of Kiss. And it was it was an amazing night. It was a big deal, you know, just like when Thriller came on MTV for Michael Jackson. I do not like Michael Jackson at all, and I got sucked into the, the whole charade of it and we wound up watching the world premiere of Thriller when it came on. Just like we did when we watched Kiss get unmasked. It was really cool. And, um, like I said, those two albums were really good. But after Animalize, I just, I don't know. It's like the, the Bruce Kulik era was just, it wasn't good. I, I don't have any of those albums. I don't listen to that period of Kiss. I don't like it. Um, anything after Animalize, I have not had any. I just don't like it. I, it's not Kiss to me. I mean, it's not. Um, they talked about 
when they did the reunion tour back in the mid-90s, they made Psycho Circus with the original members. I won't even listen to that either because they didn't give Peter or Ace any opportunity to write any of the songs. They didn't even record on that album. They didn't even use them to record, which is like, how can you have them on the tour and in the band, but then not allow them to record the album, but then they got to learn it and go out and play it on the tour afterwards? And I'm like, that's just not right. Um, I love Gene Simmons. I would love to meet him. He's the most fascinating dude out of all of them to me. A lot of people think he's a complete fucking asshole. An arrogant son of a bitch. But I've watched him on his TV show. And I've seen him on a lot of other stuff. I watched that documentary where they own the football team. The arena football league team. And I've seen him in enough interviews. He has that rock star persona And I think that's what pisses people off about him. Because he comes across as very arrogant. He's always saying how beautiful he is. And how great looking I am. Blah blah blah. He doesn't believe his own shit. Trust me. I saw an episode of Family Jewels. Where he went to Israel. And he found the grave for his dad. And let me tell you something. Watching that man break down and cry because he missed his father. A father who abandoned him at six years old and left him and his mother on their own with nothing. When he was kneeling down at that grave crying, that was as real as it gets, man, let me tell you. And I watched an interview with him with Dan Rather. And I really got to give Dan Rather props for his interview skills. That was one of the best interviews I've ever seen in my life. And Gene Simmons was completely, totally, 100% honest with every one of his answers. I mean, he was just like, you know what? Am I an asshole? Yes. Do I regret it? Yes. But it is what it is, you know? I love money. I'm doing all these different things to make money. You can't blame the guy. He came over here at six years old from Israel to the United States, couldn't even speak English, and look what he made of himself. He's worth millions, millions and millions of dollars. That dude works so hard, it's unreal. He's 70 fucking years old now. And he's still wearing that heavy costume with that heavy bass and playing those shows. I mean, that's unbelievable. 70 years old and he's doing that? I mean, come on, man. You got to give the man some props for that shit. I mean, he is the hardest working man in show business. He, Whoever had that title before, not anymore. That goes to old genie boy. I really think he's a great human being. I think he's a really, really cool guy. I would love to be friends with him. He fascinates the hell out of me. Smart as hell when it comes to business. Um, 
I think he's an underrated bass player. I listen to his bass lines in these songs, and I'm like, how does he play that and sing? That's what amazes me. And that's something about Kiss that I've always loved, is all four guys sing. They never had a quote-unquote lead singer. All four of them sang. Now, I think Eric Carr sang the songs that Peter Chris did. They never let Vinnie Vincent sing, and they never let Mark St. John or Bruce Kulick sing. I think Eric Singer, which obviously he should be singing songs from Peter Chris, he's got the Peter Chris persona, and his last name Singer, for God's sakes. He should be singing in Kiss, and I think he does. Um, I don't know if Tommy Thayer sings any of the Ace Frehley songs or not. I gotta look into that. But uh, that is cool how they all four sing. I love that. I think it's amazing. To this day, though, I am just fascinated by this band. And you look at their what they did with their makeup, coming up with those four different looks that they have. The Spaceman, the Star Child, the Demon, and the Cat. I mean, they're just... That was so far ahead of its time back then. I wish I was more aware of the music industry at that time in the early 70s, but I was too young. I wish they had come out in the early 80s like that. Because that's when I started getting into music, 12, 13 years old, the early 80s. I would have been really geeked up for those guys. I would have loved them even more. Um, because they were just ahead of their time, man. And you can't say that if you go to a KISS show, you will get your money's worth. No matter how much you pay for tickets, you will get your money's worth. Because you're going to hear great songs. They work hard to, to practice, to be, you know, as good as they can be on stage. And then the theatrics, I mean, you get your money's worth with that band. I don't think a lot of bands you can say that. Um, but they do, they give you their all. When, and it's, it's just amazing the way they play. And I would love to see them with the original members with the makeup on. This would be a fantastic weekend for me. Here's here's what would be the best. And they're, they're never going to happen. I go out to Oakland, California. The Raiders are playing on Sunday against the Kansas City Chiefs in the Oakland Coliseum. The night before, KISS is playing in that stadium. And I have tickets to the KISS concert on Saturday and the Raiders game on Sunday. And I get to see KISS and all their original members in their original makeup. And then I get to see the Raiders play a playoff game in the Oakland Coliseum the next day. Oh, how great of a weekend would that be? Oh, I can't even imagine how stellar that would be. 
But if you have a chance, if you got Spotify, go on Spotify. They got all their albums on there. Listen to the first three. If you want to listen to Destroyer, go ahead. It's a good album. Um, and then just skip over Alive and go to Rock and Roll Over, Love Gun. Um, those five albums are the epitome of what Kiss was and is to me. Uh, if you want to hear a couple other good albums by them, then listen to Dynasty and Unmasked, and then listen to Lick It Up and Animalize. And after that, you really don't have to go any further. Just start listening to the other stuff again. There's plenty there with those. Um, these guys are amazing. And it, I'm I'm kind of surprised with Gene Simmons that he made it to 70. When he puts all that chemicals in his mouth when he spits the fire. I mean, how many times over his career has he done that? You think about how many shows that they've performed. How many times has he got out there and, and performed that act with the breathing fire and the spitting of the blood? That blood's got to have some kind of nastiness in it. it. It's amazed he's never had complete mouth cancer or something crazy like that or died from it. I mean, there's stories about the first time he ever tried doing the fire breathing, his whole head caught on fire. <laughs> Because he had so much hairspray in his hair that when he blew the flames out, his head caught on fire from the hairspray. <laughs> it's brutal. But he just kept going. Got to give him credit. I mean, like you say, the hardest working man in show business, Gene Simmons. And he worked pretty hard afterwards going after all the ladies. That's for sure. But uh, that's what I think about Kiss. Thank you and have a great day.